0: Okay, Uh, tonight I'm going to bring you a short message. Uh, I think I mentioned something about it Sunday, but it seems like uh, one of the things, one of the weapons that Satan has that he uses against us is the spirit of fear. You know, that's that's why he intimidates us. That's what he comes against us with. And I think I mentioned to you, you know, that's what he tried to come against David with, but David wouldn't fall for what Satan was trying to do. He said, I know where my power is. My power is in the Lord God Almighty. And uh, what I want to do, I've entitled this, When You're Afraid. I've I've got a few scriptures here that I want to share with you. That when Satan comes against us and tries to deceive us and to make us do things or to try to intimidate us, that these scriptures, if we can... If you'll just write down the the, the the scripture and then just kind of study on it, it'll help you tremendously. I know that uh, at the hospital last night, on some of the scriptures is what we used and, as we prayed and talked. And uh, <clears throat> but you know, every single one of us at times have, or you know, we felt fear in our life. You know, something has scared us. Something has come against us. Maybe it's a sickness, maybe it's uh, something that happened in our family or something, and it worries us, you know, it it kind of frightens us. But when fear comes against us, you know, sometimes people say, oh, fear, we can't handle this fear. Well, sometimes fear also can be a good thing. Sometimes fear can warn you about not doing something. Have you ever had that, that time in your life when, You're just a little scared about something And uh, you say, I don't know if I need to do that Maybe this isn't something I need to do Maybe you've prayed about it Maybe God verified, no, I don't want you doing that So sometimes, if it's a godly fear It can be good It's not always Satan that brings fear against us Sometimes God will put something in our hearts to say No, I don't want you doing this This is not what you need to do right now and so he wakes us up making us think, well, maybe I need to go before God. Maybe I need to ask him if this is something I need to do. Maybe this isn't Satan, but it's God. You know, God can warn us too. Because, you know, <clears throat> there's a scripture that I really do like, and I think I used it uh, Sunday, but it's in 2 Timothy chapter 7, verse 1. It says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but that of power, love, and a sound mind. He gives you a sound mind. Something to think with. Something to pray with. Something to check with him about. Notice what he said. For God did not give us the spirit of fear. So that tells us right now, spirit, I mean fear, is a spirit that comes against us. He did not give us the spirit of fear. Now the spirit of fear is from Satan. But God's fear is it's from God's love and from his heart. That sometimes he just it's a warning, don't do this. I told you anytime that you pray, God will answer your prayer, he'll answer it in one of three ways. Yes, no, and not now. God will always answer your prayer. It may and it, it may not be exactly what you want here. What do you mean not let, it's, this is not the time that this needs to happen in your life or this is not what you need to do right now. This is not the time. So, but God will answer our prayers. It's either like I said, yes, no, or not now. And uh, so <clears throat> but sometimes uh, fear can if it's from the if, if, if it's from Satan, it'll disabled it and it'll keep you from serving God. But what we need to learn there's some prayers or scriptures that we can use when fear is coming against us. And it's not the fear that God has put in us not to do something, but it's the fear Satan has put in us to keep us from doing something that God wants us to do. And <clears throat> so I'm going to show you just a few verses here. And the first one I want to read is Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. And one of you, you've probably heard this, you've probably prayed this, and you've probably used it. But here it says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed or don't be afraid, don't be anxious, don't worry about it for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I'll be with you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. God is telling us fear not when it's for Satan. He says for I am with you. And uh When fear stops you from serving God, it's time for us to remember the promises that God has given us. God will not go back on his promise. He will always honor his promises. So when God has made us a promise in the Bible, something is coming against us, we can go to that promise and say, God, this is what you told me, Lord. I'm standing on this promise because I believe your word, and you said you would be with me so yeah, you know, when we remind God and God likes for us to remind him of his promises because that shows we're reading his word that we're in his word and that we're putting our trust and our faith in him and uh, but when fear stops you from serving God it's time for us to remember the promises that God has given us which includes you know, just like this promise that we just said he will give us the strength to do what he called us to do go, oh I can't do this I'm not qualified to do this many times God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the one he calls and uh, he will help us and then he will help us to do it or he'll put somebody he'll give us somebody in our life to help us or to show us how to do it and uh, <clears throat> he says he's holding you with his righteous right hand you know even if you slip, if you make a mistake if you misunderstand God or you didn't quite understand what he said you know this even says "Except God is still there to pick you up if you make a mistake God's there to pick you up we are human we are flesh we're not always going to be perfect we're going to make mistakes and God realizes it but he's there to strengthen us to pick us up and to help us uh, and he promises to give you strength during the times when the enemy comes against you you know God you said you would be with me when the enemy comes in there's no weapon formed against you shall prosper he said when the enemy comes in God will lift up in the Bible it says he will lift up a standard in front of you you know what that standard is that's like a dam he keeps that enemy he said when the enemy comes in God uses it like this when the enemy comes in like a flood God will lift up a standard in front of you or like a dam that blocks that flood that he can't get to you God says, I am with you. I will protect you. I will be with you. When that enemy comes against you, I'm there. And so uh, we just have to realize that God's got scriptures in his in His word that he has put in there for us to use. And so many times we fail to use God's word. We fail to use his scriptures. And then we go through a lot of things. And sometimes we don't need to go through if we would have just come to God on it. And the other promise, this is a promise he told, this is what he told Joshua just before he went into the promised land. Remember, just before they went into the promised land, Moses died. And God put Joshua in charge of all the Israelites. Matter of fact, Joshua took Moses' place. Matter of fact, it was God that took Moses' in life. He wouldn't let Moses go into the promised land And, you know, it's hard for us to understand, but he's God, and he knows what he's doing. But see, Moses was disobedient to God when they was going through the desert. And it sounds very simple. God said, I told you to speak to the rock, and you struck the rock. And God said, you disobeyed me. You didn't listen to me. I want to, upon your disobedience, Moses, I'm going to let you see the promised land, but I will not let you enter it. God took Moses up on a high mountain and showed him the promised land so Moses could see it. And then God took Moses' life. Moses died. Nobody knows where Moses is buried. Why? Because God himself buried Moses. He said, Well, why would God do that? You know... If God had to marry Moses, even the people, Joshua, nobody knew where Moses' body was. Only God knows where that body was, Moses was buried. People would have carried Moses' bones around with them forever. Worshiping bones instead of worshiping God. So he took God he took Moses' life so the people would move on and do what God had told them to do, because he was still going to take them into the promised land. Except it was going to be Joshua. That was going to lead them. And now, this is what God told Joshua before he started into the promised land. Listen to this. This here is in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. It says, Be strong and of good courage, fear not, be not afraid of them or the enemy or those things that's going to come against you. For the Lord your God, it is he that does go with you. He will not fail you, nor will he forsake you. You know, God gave these words to Joshua. This And you know, these words, God wouldn't, this was not a suggestion from God. It was a command. He said, Moses, excuse me, Joshua, you get up. You go, and I, he, and then you know God said something very important to, Mo, to Joshua. He said, "If you will be as faithful to me as Moses was and do what Moses did, I will be with you as I was with Moses when he was taking the people. He said, "I'll be with you. I will honor you. You will see signs, miracles and wonders that I will do in your life." To show you that I am with you. You know, and God is still doing signs and miracles and wonders today. He had not stopped. It was, some people say, well, the time of signs and miracles and wonders is over. No, it's not. God is still doing it and God's time is always here. It's never over. God is still doing what He did, whatever, you know, the people first started out as we read the Scriptures. And what we have to understand is what God said. He said, For I am the Lord your God, and I change not. He doesn't change. He's still doing what he's always done, loving us, taking care of us, watching over us, meeting our needs. And as long as we are here on this earth, until the rapture takes place and we're not here, he's going to keep doing that. As long as we put our faith and our trust in Him, He's going to walk with us. He's going to be with us. He's he's going to honor the promises in His Word that He made to us. We just have to see what these promises are and then use them. Uh, God commanded Moses. I don't want to keep saying Moses. God commanded Joshua and us today to be strong and be courageous. Don't let the enemy get you down. Don't listen to the enemy. And do not live in fear of them. Of them, what do you mean? Do not live in fear of man. Do not live in the fear of the problems that's going to come against you in this world or the circumstances that you're going to run into. You call up on me, I will take care of those things for you. And uh, God is not going to leave you or forsake you when you need Him. See, God can't do that. God can't forsake you. He can't leave you. That's impossible because He has made the promise that he will always be with us. He made us that promise. Lord, you promised that you would never leave me, you never forsake me, that you're going to always be with me. You know that God has to up- uphold that promise? Otherwise, if he didn't, you could say, well, God, you lied to me. And God is not a God that can lie. God cannot tell a lie. Why? He has to live by his own standards. In the Bible, it says, lying is a sin. And God can't sin. So God has to stand and do what his word says he'll do. And he does. And uh, another promise that we need to look at is 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7. It tells us to cast all our cares or our anxieties or our worries upon God because he cares for you. You know, that sounds real simple. Just When things come against us, Just go to God with it. That's what God said. Give me your burdens. Give me your problems. Give me your cares. And I'll care them for you. I'll take your burdens on me. And so many of us, we think, well, I guess I better handle this myself. I don't know if God can do this or not. Instead of giving them to God and letting God have them and take care of them, we want to think we have to do it ourselves. And, uh, you know, our faith tells us our faith should tell us to trust in God. But our circumstances say, well, you need to fix this and you need to fix it now. You ever get to that point that, well, I, I don't know if I can wait on God, I probably just need to go ahead and take care of it and I need to fix it now. And then we mess it up. Because that, we don't do it how God would have done it. We leave it about half done where God would have finished it up. So we need to trust in God Believe in God and say, God, you said that whenever we come against something, to call up on you, to give it to you, and you'll take care of it. You know, you'd be surprised when you come to God and say, God, your promise said that, that when I go through things, I can call up on you and give it to you because you care for me, you love me, and you're going to take care of this. And God has to do it because he said he would, and that's another promise. He has to uphold and uh, here in John chapter 14 verse 27 now this here I think we've used this a lot at funerals and different places like that where we need that peace and we need that comfort but here in John 14 27 Jesus is speaking and he says my peace I leave with you Jesus, okay, Jesus was talking to his disciples because he was fixing to leave. He was fixing to go back to heaven. And these disciples, oh Lord, what are we going to do? Lord, you've always been with us. How are we going to do everything? How are we going to cope with this? Well, this is now, this is what God is telling them. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as what the world gives, give I unto you. So let not your hearts be troubled or neither let it be afraid. He says, my peace is with you. I may not be walking right here, right beside you. You may not see me, but my spirit, his Holy Spirit, is with us. And that Holy Spirit is giving us that peace that God has promised us. You know, it says the Holy Spirit is a is a spirit of peace and comfort. He's also called the comforter. The Holy Spirit is also a comforter. He comforts us when we go through things. Yeah, it says that God is a God of all comfort. And he comforts us when we go through things. And in the Bible, a lot of what it says, it says he comforts us in order that we may also comfort others when they're going through what we've been through. Because we had God's comfort, we can give others the comfort that God gave us as they go through their troubles. So, you know, that is one thing that when while we need to know these scriptures also, it's just like. The other night at the hospital, it was the scriptures that we used to comfort. only we comforted each other with, with with the word of God. And I, I was telling them today that that, that that Tommy had that that brain surgery, and it, it had, they sent us a picture. He was sitting up in bed, had a big tray of food, and he was just laughing and going on. But you could see that big bandage. That they had, where they had to take out about three square inches of his skull and everything to fix the problem. But see, God was there. I like to think that God was guiding that, that surgeon's hands. That was one of the prayers. That God, you know what's going on. You know what needs to be done. So Lord, just guide that surgeon's hands in what he needs to do. Show him things that he might not see. Open his eyes to things, Lord, that he might not notice. And God will do these things. Why? Because he loves you, and you ask him to do it. And uh, but he gives us that peace. See, the world sees peace differently than a believer sees it. Peace may not make. Peace may come, and peace may go in a person's life. You know, there are some days you know you feel pretty good, and other days, man, oh Lord, how am I ever going to get through this? Well, God's peace through the Holy Spirit rests in you and on you. But those who trust in Christ can, you know, you can rest knowing that God has taken all your troubles, all your problems and He has them. You shouldn't even have to worry about them. I I have given to you, Lord. I don't need to worry about this. I have your peace and I know you're in charge. So Lord, I'm leaving it in your hands. Turn over and go back to sleep because God's got it. And He wants us to use these scriptures in order to Show our faith and our trust in Him. You know, there's nothing that, that, that makes God work any harder than our faith and our trust in Him. He don't want to let us down. They're trusting me. Their faith is in me. I'm not going to let them down. I'm going to do what they need done. Because I want them to keep being my child, and I want them to keep calling up on me, and their faith and their trust being in me. So God works on our behalf when we need it. And then here is uh, the last one. It says, it says, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4-7, and again we come to peace. Peace is very important in our lives. He said, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ. Having the peace of God guarding your mind is probably the greatest way to resist fear of the enemy. When you know that God is in you and he's with you, that when the, when fear starts coming against you, you can rebuke that fear right there. Fear, I don't receive you. For God did not give me the spirit of fear. He gave me the power of love, a sound mind, and a good heart so we know that fear that is not from God is from the enemy and that's what the enemy tries to do is use that fear to weaken us into submitting to him instead of God so we just have to sometimes just just you know I guess you just get angry you get mad you tell the devil what he can do because he says Satan I'm I'm rebuking you right now I walk and serve an almighty God. There is nothing impossible for him. He can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, Christ is the one that gives us strength. When, when, when Satan comes against us, he can give us the strength to rebuke Satan, to reject Satan, and just tell Satan, hit the road. I belong to God. You've got something you want to talk to me about, you go talk to my father. I'm not listening. And sometimes we just have to just get to that point where we just tell Satan what he can do. You know, I like what he said here in Psalms 56.3. The psalmist was talking to God. He says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. How many of us do that? When things come against us and we begin to get a little bit frightened or a little bit, I don't know. How many of us don't we need to put our trust in god just like this psalmist says when i'm afraid that i put my trust in you he's putting everything in god's hands because he knows that god can handle it and that he will handle it you know he is going to put his trust in god and not in things not in people not even in himself but he's going to put it in the hands of god You know, the Bible tells us that the Lord, you know, I like that. The Bible tells us that the Lord is a strong tower. And for those who run into it, He is our refuge. He is our fortress in their time of need or in their time of trouble. It tells us when we are in trouble and we have problems, run to God. Run into God. Just realize, He is our fortress, He is our strong tower. A fortress, what is a fortress? A fortress is a place of safety. Remember the old forts back in the Wild West days when the cavalry would get in there and they'd get in there to protect themselves from the Indians and so forth? That's what God is. He's like a fortress. We can run into him and he's our protection. And that's what he wants us to feel, that we are protected, his hand is on us, he's watching over us. When we look at our circumstances or the things causing our fear, And not to God. When we look at the things around us, that kind of makes us like old Peter, you know. Like Peter, when he started walking on that water, he was doing all right until he took his eyes off God. And then he began to sink. That's what happens to us. When our faith and our trust is in God, but we take our eyes off of God and start looking at the problems and the circumstances around us, we'll begin to sink. But as long as we trust in God and put our faith in Him, we can walk on that water. Just like Peter did. And uh, we just need to ask ourselves, Who do I trust? Whom do I trust more? The things around me? Or do I trust God? I hope we can all say we trust God. These scriptures I give you tonight are scriptures that you can write down and when, when the enemy comes against you. Quote these scriptures to, to that enemy. You know, when the enemy come against Jesus in the desert and try to tempt him. That's how he got by the enemy. He used God's word. Just like when, when, when the devil said, If you be the son of God, take these stones and turn them into bread. See, he was, he, he was trying to tempt God, uh, to tempt Jesus. And Jesus just looked at him and said, Satan, it is written. God says I shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what we need to do. We need to learn scripture. We need to get that scripture in us so when things come against us, just like Jesus, it is written, Satan, I shall not live by bread alone but I I live by every word and every promise that God has given me. And you can do that and Satan is going to, he's going to pay attention. He has to he knows what God can do but anyway I just want to bring these things to you tonight because a lot of times we don't think about quoting scripture or talking to Satan through the word of God when he comes against us sometimes we just I guess just kind of give in to Satan and let him have his way well God says I don't do that Jesus didn't do that and we're not to do that we're to trust God, have faith in him, believe in him, give the problem, give the circumstances to God. Say, God, I can't handle it, but you can. And let him have it. So let's go to prayer. Father, thank you tonight for your word. Thank you for the scriptures, Lord, that you're showing us, Lord, that to use when fear tries to come into our life. Lord, we're not, we're not to be fearful. It is said that that, that I shall not fear is in the Bible 365 times. That's once for every day of the year. Lord, we can come against Satan every single day. I shall not fear and I will not be afraid of you for I know what my God can do. and He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He can be everywhere at one time. Satan, you can't escape my God. And Lord... I'm thanking you that you're walking with me, that your Holy Spirit resides in me, that your Holy Spirit is there to comfort me, protect me, and to show me the word of God that I need to use at the time that problems come against me. So Lord, thank you for walking with me, for being with me. And Lord, I just ask you to continue your work in me that I may be a better servant unto you. So Lord, we just we just give you praise tonight for your love and all your goodness. And Father, we just pray these things in Jesus' name. And as we leave here tonight, Lord, bring us back Sunday. Put your heads of protection around us. Keep us safe through your Holy Spirit and through God's promises. And we just we just give you that praise in Jesus' name. Amen.